This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, the show that will teach you how to escape the Wall Street casino and build wealth on Main Street by investing in real estate. This is the show for high-earning, busy professionals where we will teach you how to build wealth with real estate without buying yourself another job. I'm your host, Taylor Lote. I'm a multifamily and self-storage real estate investor. To date, I've acquired, partnered on, or otherwise had a hand in over $250 million of commercial real estate acquisitions. If you'd like to learn more about partnering with us in the future, go to investwithtaylor.com. Today, we're going to discuss how to build a team and how to build a real estate investment business that can run without your involvement. And specifically, I'm going to talk about a recent experience that I had taking advantage of having a team and having a business that will run without my involvement. So specifically, last week, I took a vacation with my family to Hawaii. I had never been there before, neither had the rest of my family. So it was a very exciting experience to get to, you know, have that time together. And as you know, we get older, we get less and less time with our family. So my goal was to be as present as possible for the entire time that we were there. And that means being able to step back and step away from things like posting this podcast, putting our different content out there, running our deals, everything that is involved with my particular real estate investment strategy, I needed to be able to disengage from that as much as possible. And the key to that is having the right team in place that can handle things for you. And today I'm going to talk about four specific lessons and things that have helped me build my team so that things will run smoothly while I'm not available or less available than usual. So my team is 100% remote. I have folks in other countries that work on my team to run things in the business. So that definitely factors into how I run the business, but still a lot of these things apply the same if you have an American workforce versus a Filipino workforce versus elsewhere. So let's dive right in. Number one, you need to hire the right people. The right people for your business may be different from the right people for my business, but you need to identify what the right person is. And a lot of those things are relatively basic or straightforward, but you need to take these things into account. So specifically, the right person is someone who's going to show up on time, someone who's going to stay for their entire shift, someone who's willing to learn and ask questions and who is curious about their job, their role, and how it influences the performance of the rest of the company. You may find other criteria in your business for who the right person is, but a lot of those things are somewhat universal. You want someone who is on time, who is reliable, who is curious, who is intelligent and prepared to take on the challenge. And it starts there. If you don't have the right person, the rest of the things you're going to do don't really matter because they're not going to live up to your expectations. Now, your expectations may need to be reset a little bit, but have an appropriate expectation and get the right person in place, number one. Number two, you need to train, train, and train again. Even if you have the right person, the odds that they're going to show up to your real estate business, to your investments, to your role 
knowing everything that they need to know or being prepared to do things in exactly the way you expect, those odds are incredibly low and almost impossible, right? That's not an appropriate goal to have. So you need to be prepared to train your people thoroughly on everything that you expect them to do. Now, that means being prepared and understanding what you need them to get done, not just handing them a big list of tasks and saying, hey, go figure it out. No, you need to have some level of understanding of what you need them to do. Now, if you're hiring someone who is a bit more, say, qualified or experienced, you need to bring, you need them to bring some experience from their own background into the role, then that is something to consider in terms of hiring the right people. But that second stage of training them on how you want them to get the role done, how you want them to handle individual tasks is so key and so important. You need to be patient. You need to be prepared to make that investment in the person who's going to handle whatever the activity or the role is for you. And that's been key for me. I'm always happy to continue training my folks, providing feedback as needed, but it really is key to train your people, uh, number two. Number three, you need to set clear roles, responsibilities, and metrics for each role and each person. They need to understand what they need to get done. They need to know what the keys for success are, what the metrics for success in their role are, whether it's getting a certain number of tasks done on time or a certain number of emails or outreaches completed or getting things done, put metrics in place so that it is measurable and not a judgment call. Now, your judgment's always going to be involved to some extent, but if you put metrics in place, the right people will respond to that and they will be able to go after the metrics that you put in place and perform up to your expectations. And if you don't set those metrics and responsibilities and set those expectations, then your employees aren't going to know if they're doing the right things at any given time. So set clear goals, responsibilities, and objectives for each role, each day, each week, whatever the person that you're hiring to do, you need to give them clear expectations and metrics. Number four, this one is huge and this goes both ways. Number four, you need to communicate. You need to communicate very, very thoroughly. You need to make it clear that there are no stupid questions. I love when my employees ask me questions, even if it's maybe a question that they've asked me before, but they have a slightly different angle on it or what have you. Even if it's something about a task that they're working on, they're not exactly sure how to get done. Perfect. Ask me a question. Maybe I don't know the answer right away, but we can collaborate on it, work on it together, rather than the person wondering and sitting there and thinking about the task that they need to do. Yeah, maybe they'll figure it out. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. But if they have a question on something they're not sure how to do, it's so much faster and more effective for them to come and ask me because that is valuable feedback for me as well. That might be a sign that I didn't properly set expectations or I didn't properly train them on a particular task. And I need to know that. I need to know if I'm not setting the right expectations, if I'm not getting steps two and three correct in the first uh, the first try 
at steps two and three when I'm training and setting expectations. So communicate very thoroughly. Never berate or beat up your employees, if you will, for them asking a question. If they're coming to you asking a question, you really need to encourage that, appreciate that, and work with them to answer their questions and get them comfortable with whatever they're working on. So to go through the four things that can keep a real estate business running without you through building a team. Number one, you need to hire the right people. That's key. If you don't do that, then none of the rest of this stuff really matters. You need to hire the right people in the first place. Number two, you need to train, train, and train again. Train them on the tasks that they need to do very thoroughly. And this is an iterative process because the first time you train someone at something, you're probably not going to be very good at it. And that's okay. You're training yourself on how to train your employees. But that is a key step in the process. And you might find or you almost certainly will find ways in which you can further uh, your training abilities in the future. So train, train, train. Number three, set clear roles, responsibilities, and metrics for their job. So make it clear what they need to get done on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis, whatever the role calls for. Make sure they know what their responsibilities are and put some metrics in place that will get to the heart of their performance, whether they're meeting your expectations and what they need to get done. Because if you don't set those responsibilities, your employees won't know what they need to do. And maybe you don't know what they need to do, but you need to sit down and put a box around it and make sure that's clearly communicated. And that gets to number four. You need to communicate consistently, thoroughly, and openly with your employees. Encourage them to ask questions about whether it's a task they're working on or their role in the business or something that they need to know in order to perform at their best. I love it. I love getting questions from my employees. I certainly don't always know the answers to their questions, but I will always entertain their questions. I will always do my best to get them an answer, and I will take that feedback that I'm receiving that maybe I need to be a bit better at training because this is an iterative process. Now, for my real estate investments and my real estate business, I can really only unplug so far. So my real estate business is pretty heavily based around working with passive investors in our deals. All of my passive investors have my personal cell phone number. They, of course, have my email address, and they're welcome to either give me a phone call or send me an email at any time. And I certainly did receive a few investor phone calls and emails last week while I was on vacation in Hawaii. And I never unplug from investor communications. Never, ever, I won't even consider it. So when I get a call from an investor, I either take the call if I'm available, even if I'm on vacation, or if I'm not available, it's a six-hour time difference, for example. We'll set up a time and we'll go through the investor's question or whatever they need to know. So you may not be able to 100% unplug from your business. Maybe there's a, a responsibility or a role that you just cannot give up for one reason or another. In my case, it's working with investors. These folks trust us with their capital. In turn, 
I need to be accessible. It's something that I'm happy to do. I certainly don't mind it. And it's part of the joy of the business, honestly, is working with my investors. But all of the other activities in the business, I'm able to hand off to employees while I'm away. And once I get back, see what went well, what didn't go well. Spoiler alert, it actually did go quite well. So there's not a lot of lessons out of this recent vacation. But putting the team in place has enabled me to have that ability to step back, to dial myself back temporarily and focus on only the very most important activity in my business, which is maintaining and growing my investor relationships and also having time with my family to enjoy a very nice vacation. Absolutely loved it. Totally motivated now to uh, even more so to go back. How can I make more time, build more wealth so that I can return there more frequently and have those experiences again? But in your real estate business, if you're on the more active side or you're doing things in your business to grow your wealth, to manage your rentals, whatever it is, the way that you can take some of your time out of the equation is by building a team. And these four things will help you get your team in place so that things get done without your involvement. Hire the right people, train them, set clear roles, responsibilities, and expectations, and communicate, communicate, communicate. I love questions from my employees and you should love them from your folks as well. I hope this has been helpful. Is a big, it's been a lot of a learning experience for me, honestly, is as I've grown my team over the years, I have grown as well. And I think you should see growing your team as a growth experience for yourself as well. I hope this knowledge has been helpful for you. If you're enjoying the show, don't forget to subscribe. Catch us here every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If this knowledge is indeed valuable for you, please provide us some feedback by going to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and review. That really is helpful, and I really do love seeing your feedback there. Once again, if you'd like to learn about potentially investing with us in the future, just go to investwithtaylor.com. Take the steps there. I hope you have a great weekend, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Bye-bye.